welcome to the Advance Your Art podcast, where we talk about the journey from artist to entrepreneur and everything in between. You've worked hard to hone your craft. Now take it to the next level with tips, techniques, strategies, and routines used by successful artists to grow their businesses and careers. Now, let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Hello, Catherine. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Yuri. Of course. Thank you for coming back. You have been my most viewed interview in the uh, hundred and whatever amount of interviews I've done. So I, uh, back by popular demand, I wanted to <laughs> circle back with you since you were one of my first interviews as well to see what you're up to and then have a small conversation about kind of where things are going with art in general. So yeah. what have you been up to in the last, actually, let's talk about your business. How has your business evolved since like 2017 when we first 2017, started? 2017, 2016. Yeah. Well, so much has happened, Yuri. Um, I couldn't be more grateful to see and work, see artists grow their, their business, their careers. Because, you know, when it's been a while, you know, I have a long-term vision, right? Mm -hmm. For me, like building a business, you need to think long-term. Uh, and especially if you're working in the creative field. So now that it's been over like five years that we've been doing this, now we're really seeing some artists who like are skyrocketing in terms of their success, the results that they're getting. Mm -hmm. um, and we've also, you know, learned from what, what we're doing right, what we're not doing so well from our experiences. So we've, you know, tweaked and pivoted and changed things. And now I think we're in a sweet spot where we really understand what are the elements that can help an artist go from, you know, unknown and going through so much resistance and not being able to get the results that they want to actually seeing some growth, building momentum and reaching their goals. So that's super exciting. Um, we've also started working in two languages. So we work in French, we work in English, we might work in other languages. If you're listening and you want to work in other languages, building your art business and career, reach out to me because we're thinking about doing this as a, because we're a global organization, right? We have right. clients in the U S and Canada, Europe, South America, Australia, New Zealand. So obviously there are people we want to serve as many artists as we can. So that's why we're doing it in different languages. And yeah, the team is growing. Mm -hmm. uh, we're bringing in new coaches, new teachers. Maybe you're following the artist entrepreneur and you're like, what do you mean you're bringing in new coaches, new teachers? Because we haven't really <laughs> announced it yet. But right. this is something we're moving away from, you know, the Catherine Horaire, you know, who's like the whole thing to really yeah. for the artist uh, entrepreneur community. Mm -hmm. It's only when you really understand how artists are growing through the processes that we put in place that you can trust and you're like, okay, I'll try this. You know, I'll give it a try. I've tried other things. It hasn't worked, but maybe the artist entrepreneur is going to work for me because it's worked for so many other artists. Yeah. Well, this is good. This is fantastic that you're, you're growing and changing. And it's, it's interesting that you brought up the, the, the point of having artists not just start something but also grow their own businesses and add more value because I wanted to bring up with you this interesting 
uh, Wall Street Journal article I read that in 2018, fine art was actually the best investment you could possibly make. It returned close to 11% where the S&P was negative 5.6%, which I think is fascinating. I would like to hear more of your thoughts on then. So artists who, who want to have their work be part of this new movement where people are buying fine art as an investment, how do you make your art valuable and, and add value to your customers? Okay, so there's a few things that I want to say <laughs> about that statement. Uh, sure. So first, I just want to just be cautious because there's also a question of right now there's kind of a bubble and prices because the investment that we're talking about here is investment on the secondary market, which means investments made art that's been purchased through auction. And right sure. now there's a bubble and we know it and we need to be very careful about just stating this as something that's just gonna be like that every year. And yeah. for artists who wanna really understand what it means when I say secondary market or what really happens at auction or what the blue chip galleries, uh, how they work, I recommend any book by the economist of art, Don Thompson. Mm -hmm. um, he's amazing. I don't know if you've ever read his books, but he's really, really good. He explains it in a way that you almost read it like a novel, like it's just, there's gossip in there. Like he's really, really good, but yeah. it just gives you a good idea of just putting things in perspective. So that's just right. the, the one thing I want to say. But then, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, but then for artists who are like, yeah, how can I? raise my because basically what you're asking is like how can i raise my profile right how can right. i take this to the, another level and this is a conversation i have a lot and i think there's a lot of elements first and don thompson explains it well it's about branding yourself as an artist how do you want to show up in the artist community how you're showing up with your art how you're branding yourself so that people recognize you and and if branding kind of that word just doesn't fit well with you because you find that it's too close to marketing just how can you hype your artist identity right how do you define your artist identity and how can you really consolidate it so that people can anticipate what your work is about they understand it they get it uh, and they can talk about it right uh, we know what a Damien Hirst looks like we know what a Jeff Koons is like Takeshi Murakami, like I'm giving obviously the, the obvious ones, but right. still like that's, you need to raise a profile of your identity. I think mm -hmm. that's the first thing. And then I think the other thing that all these artists that you can see when you're looking at auction results have in common is they, they go large scale. They, mm -hmm. they have partnerships. They mm -hmm. get, they, I, they, Basically, they get out of their comfort zone. Okay. Right? If you want to do something um, that catches people's eye, it has to be spectacular, right? It has to be. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, do if you have, if you like to create small pieces, contemplative pieces, that you should stop and just start to be bold. And, you know, if that's not your brand identity, but you still need to understand where your work fits in the market, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and it means that you need to be really, really clear on your identity. And then you need to start getting out of your comfort zone around like who can you work with? Who can grow your visibility? Because, you know, Instagram is an amazing tool for artists. I recommend artists to use it wisely. But 
it's not like it used to be that you can just grow organically if you start posting, right? It's just, you know, it's changed dramatically and you need to have basically almost like a, a business plan just for your Instagram if that's where you want to focus uh, mm-hmm. your growth. And that happens through, you know, creating projects, collaborations, reaching out, building partnerships um, and growing your practice. All these artists that you'll see on auction who are growing, they're not alone in their little studio doing all the work by themselves, right? They have, they really see the work as they have a vision, they have their artistic vision, but then they're really managing it as a business where they have assistants, studio assistants, agents, people supporting them in reaching their goals. And trust me, like it doesn't come necessarily naturally for anyone. It's just about trying and building momentum and, you know, as any lean startup would do, build it uh, slowly but surely. Yeah, excellent. So, yes. So um, to backtrack on my, my previous statement, you're right. I, I didn't wasn't making the assumption that everybody who could be an artist was then on the secondary market. And what's ever, even interesting is I'm so I'm working with a, a Harvard uh, professor, our history professor on a second project. And he has like uncovered some secret journals of some of the art dealers who originally were with Jeff Koons like in the early days, talking about how they were overinflating prices specifically just to boost the secondary market. So it's, you know, it's uh, it's its own separate animal. But, I, but you know, that. I was listening to an, um, like a, uh, an interview recently about a lady who started a series of clubs, disco mm-hmm. clubs in the 50s in Europe. And she was saying that, you know, the first thing she did to really drive people to her club was yeah. that she would take reservations. But when people called, she would say there was no room when the <laughs> bar was actually empty. And she would let people wait in front of the bar, like 50 people, although inside the bar was empty. Yeah. I don't know if this has happened to you, Yuri, but it's happened to me many times that when I was in my early 20s, right, they make you wait outside, it's freezing, and then you come in the bar, there's nobody. Why? Because it's just to create the effect that, you know, people are interested. They want to go to that bar, right? It must be hip, right? You walk on the street and you're like, oh, wow, there's a huge lineup and I'm trying to get a reservation and I can't get in. And all of a sudden, the brand of that bar or restaurant just goes up. And it's kind of the same thing that Mm -hmm. some galleries do. Like I've heard stories of galleries who say, you know, no to selling an artwork to a client just to create hype around it because they want to sell it to a better a quote collector or just create some sort of um, auction around it so that people say, you don't want to sell it to me. How about I, I give you more money for mm-hmm. it. Right. And, right. Uh, and just create that competition internally. So it's all, all marketing. So for <laughs> artists who think that, you know, Oh no, like art and marketing and art and sales, that's not how the real, art goes i'm sorry to tell you but that's how the big players do it it doesn't mean yeah. you have to join but it's just that it's a, i think if you want to operate in an industry you just need to understand how it works and it's mm-hmm. like in most industries it's a lot about perception and you just need to get with that program one way or the other it doesn't mean you can't be in, you know in integrity and aligned with your values but the best way to succeed in yeah. a situation is to understand this. Right. Yeah. No, you're, you're totally right. And you're right. I, ha- I have been to places like that where they, 
built up the scarcity type of mindset where they're like, nope, you can't come in here or I'm sorry, that's not for sale. Because yeah. someone tells you no, you're like, but I, I want it now. I want it more because I'm not allowed to have it. Like that's Especially like, people yeah. who have so much money who can buy whatever they want whenever oh, they yeah. want. So you're telling them no money in the world is enough to buy right. this. And they're like, watch me. Watch <laughs> me. What do you mean? I have more than you can imagine. Right? right. And that's also why the prices are inflating, right? Because and the prices are inflating because there's just, and here we're talking about the really high end market, obviously, but there's so there's just a few players and the, what's scary mm -hmm. um, is if, and that's why we're saying it's a bubble because there's so very little number of players. If just a couple decide that, you know, they want to start investing in something else or, you know what, my collection is good for my legacy. I don't need anything else or whatever they decide, then this bubble can burst really quickly because mm -hmm. it's such a limited number of players. If a few retire from the game, it can just, um, you know, spoil right. the entire game. Right, right, right. I actually I just watched a documentary about the wine industry that did that exact same thing. I can't remember. It's on Netflix, but I can't remember the name. But basically, it was like this big player from China. He came in and he was started buying like everything, everything wine. He just started buying up like huge stores of Bordeaux and everything else. Turns out later he was kind of he was counterfeiting a lot of the what he was doing. So he was reselling old bottles over and over again. But he had created this huge hype around himself and his expertise that nobody questioned him. And he worked in conjunction with a couple other other um, resellers and like made a ton of money and then suddenly just left everything and the whole market crashed. Yeah. So yeah. So that's, that's why as an artist, the best thing you can do is work and create new work consistently so that you're prolific, you know, and build partnerships to grow. But it's like just, that's the best way to build your credibility is to be prolific in the work that you create and really think it through as how you're seeing your career building and per parallelly. Can you say that in parallel? And in parallel, parallel. Yeah. Yeah, in parallel. Think about what your business goals are so that they align, you know, what you're creating and what you're selling is aligned with your long-term vision. Yeah. So, but I know we're, we're wrapping up here before I let you go. We, you've mentioned partnerships a few times. Mm -hmm. Are there, do you have any tips or tricks on how to find partners that could work with your art or your, your vision? Mm -hmm, absolutely. Well, first, I think you need to get clear on your vision, the values, and what you have to bring to the table, right? Often artists say, I have nothing, because when you're showing up for a partnership, if you're presenting yourself in a way that you're asking, it's going to be difficult. You need to shift things around and really be in a position when you're offering something, right? Where you're really offering something you're bringing value and mm -hmm. all of us have value to bring we just need to take some time to identify it and uh or surround yourself with people who maybe have that strategic mindset that can help you figure that part out um so figure out what you have to offer and what values fit and then you can start brainstorming which organization businesses groups could be a good partner um 
And, you know, one of the things I'm seeing a lot of artists do is artists in residencies. So, you know, identifying businesses now more and more businesses are open to having artists and in residencies inside their business because they see that creativity is good for everyone, their employees or productivity. So that's one way that artists are doing it. They're becoming artists in residency for some major organization corporations, and it gives them the tools and the liberty to grow their practice while you know getting paid and getting that that recognition uh, but there's so many other ways right now with crowdfunding there are so many great ways to get you know people to support you at a level that they can uh, afford uh, membership programs also working well uh, but basically just you know opening yourself to things can be done differently than maybe what i've been doing it before mm -hmm. um, having conversations with people to see like okay what is it that they're interested in and where could we connect and just both reach our goals together yeah perfect that's those are all fantastic ideas uh, and always thank you again Catherine, for for coming in and chatting with me i always appreciate it it's great catching up if the listeners would want to work with you and, again, see more about what you're working on, where is the best place they can go for that? Uh, they can find me on Instagram. My handle is my full name, Catherine Nora, or our website, theartistentrepreneur.com. We have a resource library with a bunch of the resources that are free to help you build your art business and career. We have our blog and we have the Artist Entrepreneur Lab, which is our exclusive business incubator for artists that opens twice a year. You can get on the waiting list and we'll let you know when it opens so that you can join our community. Perfect. I will put all those in the show notes and they can Perfect. click right through. Thank you so much, Yuri. Awesome. Great to see you again. Thank you. It's great seeing you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Art Podcast. If you like this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you without even thinking about it. If you're interested in hearing older episodes, please go to AdvanceYourArt.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far, as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again, and have a great day.